What's up? We want to give thanks to all of our amazing sponsors. Piper Diamonds, your hometown jeweler. Bling, bling at PiperDiamondCo.com. TheCardenasLawGroup.com, your concierge level service, which is for all your personal injury needs. And Compton Broomhead Dental at MunsterDental.com. This is top level luxury dental care. And Finley Volvo Cars of Las Vegas. Safety first since 1927. All right, Kelly Cardenas podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the Kelly Cardenas podcast, where we make you two, take two takes and listen to 15 seconds of music while you awkwardly look and you wonder what to do with your hands. Uh, every guest I do this to, my um, guest on the show today has a special place in my heart because I've known her since I believe she was four years old. Um, I, I've got a chance to be able to see her grow and her entrepreneurial spirit is absolutely phenomenal. You can follow her at SoCal, at SoCal Beauty underscore, which is getting me uh, on Instagram, uh, SoCalBeauty.com. Uh, we're going to be talking about designer lashes, which she invented the first in the industry, the first in the world, uh, which is so amazing. And uh, you're going to see this little uh, head that's sitting on the table right now is called Roxy. It's not called Deb, but I want you to welcome to the, uh, to the show, Miss Brittany Hamilton Strong. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, it's it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So let's go to jump right into Roxy. Why'd you name her Roxy? Well, Roxy was my first dog, actually, okay. uh, growing up. Got her in first grade. But uh, when I went to aesthetic school, we used doll heads and they were named Deb. Okay. Um, and I just felt like when we created this first magnetic doll head, it really needed to be cool. And I wanted it to feel like your best friend. And when I thought back to when I was in, you know, when I was younger and I had my best friend, Roxy, that was like a no-brainer to name her Roxy. And my, my name ends with an I, so Brittany with an I. So I thought Roxy had to end with an I too. Well, everything you do is cool. Like, I, I, and I've watched you. I got a chance. I, like I said in the introduction, I've known you since you were four years old. Um, this is the future of entrepreneurship. For those of you guys listening, um, you're going to be inspired this whole time. Uh, SoCalBeauty.com. Um, I got a chance to be able to see these things happen. I got to see it. I got to hear the stories while you were actually in school, even before you were in school, what you wanted to do, how you were going to do it. Um, how old are you right now, Brittany? I'm 25 freshly. 25 <laughs> freshly. Yeah. And how long have you owned your business? Uh, six years. Yeah. So at 19 years old, you started SoCal Beauty, mm-hmm. but you just changed things up. Yes. On a, like a global level. Right. This is nuts. And, and were your parents completely on board? When I opened or right now? No, no, no. When you, (laughs) when you went, when you went to the place that we're going to talk about today, when you were going there, no, because actually they weren't on board either time. Okay, good. Now these, uh, her parents are uh, amazing entrepreneurs. They're, they're top in the medical billing industry. Um, it's, it's been incredible to be able to watch you grow, watch your pedigree, but you, you were able to take those principles and you were able to amplify and go at a rate that I said the other day, millennials are not lazy. Millennials are just not willing to do dumb work that doesn't mean anything. 
I love that. Does that make sense? Yes, and I so love that. Let's speak to that a little bit because you really took this, and SoCal Beauty is amazing. You can, uh, you know, like there was a time where you could visit it. Right now, we're shut down in California, right, right. but. Let's talk to the attitude about the shutdown and the way that you were able to pivot because the pivot is everything. Yeah. So uh, obviously it was super stressful. We're all shut down. Um, and that anxiety that just sat within me for, you know, since March 17th was, it was it felt overwhelming at times, but I also thought to myself, like, this cannot be what defines SoCal Beauty forever, right? Like, I don't want this pandemic to be what defines the future if it's in a negative way. And so I was thinking to myself, all right, if it's going to define, it has to be positive, right? Like, if we're going to go through this, it has to be something good has to come out of this. And so uh, you know, I've been an educator in my industry for a long time. So not only ha did I feel like a super huge responsibility to my team, but I also felt a huge responsibility to all lash artists because that's really my following. And, and I've taught a lot of, you know, people that own salons and they are shut down too. So I just felt a really huge responsibility to figure something out. And so with that, I created designer lashes, which is the first customizable magnetic strip lash for lash artists. Uh, lash artists worldwide are able to uh, create their own sets from home. You actually can work from home as a lash artist now um, and send your sets specifically created by you for your own customers to your customers uh, just by shipping it to them and doing a virtual lash appointment so that you can customize and tailor uh, lashes to them. You're looking at me like I'm speaking gibberish. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm, I'm blown away. Like for those of you listening, my eyes are just like I'm in a trance. The reason why is because at 25 years old, you created a whole new industry. Yeah. Yeah. And you did. Like you're the first. There's no other thing like this on the market. Right, right. You did it first. Take me into the mentality of that because, I mean – when you started, you're, you're 24 years old. You just turned 25, yeah, you said. So right. you were, it was so long ago that you were 24. <laughs> so long yes. ago that March 17th. And some people went down a rabbit hole that, you know, they were like, oh my gosh, all these things are happening to me. You said, right. this is happening for me. And right. you created a whole new industry. You found a challenge and you created a solution to that challenge. But it wasn't just about lining your pockets. Speak to that. So, yeah, I mean, I... I think the reason or one of the reasons that I got into the beauty industry is just my love for people, right? I love people and I love to help people. And so with this uh, pandemic and when I was thinking about like, how do we still service our guests? How do we not make them feel abandoned during this pandemic? How do we still you know, maintain the loyalty and the relationships because I mean, as a lash artist, you don't really need that many clients to be considered full time, right? You have up to 60 clients and that's actually a lot for a lash artist because you see your clients so frequently. Um, so I was thinking to myself, like we've built these relationships with our guests. How do we maintain those relationships, still service them and make them feel beautiful, even if it's in a pandemic, right? Um, and so that's where the concept came from is just thinking, how do we still make this work? How do we still utilize these relationships that we've worked so hard to build? And that's when you know, I just started testing different lashes. I started thinking about the concept of like, how can my work still be on their eyes, even if they can't come into my salon? Because really at the end of the day, like, I just don't like being told no. And it's only one way. I always am like, 
how do I figure out a different way to do something if I'm told no in one direction? So, so I figured out in another direction just how to make it work. And that's really where the concept of designer lashes came from was just out of pure panic and also just out of thinking, how do we still service our guests from afar? So with designer lashes too, you thought about everything, everything like for those of you listening, you can't see it. For those of you watching, you can see this right here. This box has everything yes. from the fact of the guests or the, the, the lash artist being able to work and make the lashes mm -hmm. and then the concept of packing it back up to send them to the guests. Right. So they receive it as a lash artist. Mm -hmm. They can work on it mm -hmm. and then they package it back up. And send it. And send it. And you've done it all. How long did this process take for you to invent something? I mean, you invented something out of thin air. Yes. So, um, it, it, well. Take us through the process. What was the first thing that you needed to get? First thing I needed to get was lashes. Got so it. lashes and liner, because that was really, you know, the, the concept was, okay, so strip lash is the way to go, but there's so many strip lashes on the market, right? So yeah. I'm thinking to myself, uh, I've got to find the perfect strip lash, one that can be customizable for lash artists. I've worked with lash artists for a long time. I know what type of lashes we're looking for in that sense. Um, but then the thought was, do we use a strip lash that, you know, needs adhesive? Well, I don't know about, you know, uh, who's listening, but if you've ever experienced lashes before, you know that you would need adhesive to use it typically um, when you're getting individual extensions. Now, when you get individual extensions, sometimes there's a risk of having uh, allergies or irritations. And my mom is actually someone who had an allergic reaction to extensions. So my thought process was like, while I'm doing this, let's fix another problem, right? While I'm doing this, let's not use adhesive. Let's use something else. So I started really deep diving and uh, researching magnetic liners. Um, and so I did a lot of research on liners and different types that we could use. And that's when I came up with the concept of using the customizable strip lash with magnetic liner. And that together, you know, is, is the first of the industry with us not having to use adhesive on the actual client. So people who have had reactions in the past, you can now recapture those, those guests um, and service them, um, which is awesome because, you know, that does happen in the industry. So we, we were able to solve a few different problems as we were going along, but really the liner and the lashes were the two main focuses um, at first. And so the packaging wasn't as pretty when we first started out. <laughs> now it's really really beautiful. Um, but you know, we just, we knew that that was our focus. So that's where we stayed. And once we mastered that, then we went into the packaging, um, and also into the work station. So at first we weren't working with a doll head. We were actually working on these clipboards. My, my salon, you know, we're, we're not, we're, hey. we're testing it all. And so we were working on these clipboards. It was really hard to do the lashes, but we were figuring it out. And, uh, and then I tested a million different doll heads, a million different, you know, magnetic strips. And so finally we were able to create Roxy, which is the first magnetic lash line doll head. Um, and she's super cool and she's your best friend no matter what. Um, and so, and she's your quietest client. 
Another thing she doesn't speak. So I was, I was, I was, I've been watching this. I mean, I've been yeah. watching it through Instagram. I've been watching that. We're going to get to that here in a second. You went over a couple of things and you, you blasted through them. For those of you listening, when you said, <laughs> I don't know who's listening, all the women listening wear yeah. lashes. Okay. Every woman. Yeah. Like every woman out there is either trying to enhance their lashes. They want to get extensions. They want, but sometimes the, the port of entry is tough on them. You just said, and you went fast. So I want to unpack it. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no. It was good. I want to unpack that part. Which confused me when you came in today. Yeah. You told me that there's a liner. Yes. That has material in it. Yes. That will magnetically put your lash (laughs) onto your eyelid. Right. Yeah. So the actual liner itself does not contain magnets, but the ingredients and the properties of the way that it's created, the chemicals that uh, they use to in those ingredients, those are attract magnets, 99%. So a lot of people get confused and they think like, oh, is it safe to put magnetic liner on because there's magnets in it? That can't seem safe. Well, it is because it's actually not magnets that are in the liner it's actually just a uh, organic compound that attracts 99 percent of magnets so you're using the magnetic lash line or excuse me the magnet magnetic lash strip um, and that does have magnets on it but the liner itself does not it just attracts it so it stays and it holds really well i know it's like a no it's yeah. a, it, it blows my mind yeah. because now when you look at it you created a situation where i mean you as a guest don't have to step into the place again. Right. And so in the event that you maybe don't have time, maybe the port of entry for a lot of women was, I don't have the time to be able to go. Do you have the time to go to your mailbox? Exactly. Do you have the time to open up your front door? If you can open your front door, you now can have the lashes you want. Absolutely. And I think of it too, as an affordable luxury, right? Like this is a luxury service at the salon, but now we've created a situation where you also have this affordable luxury option where it's just delivered straight to your door. So it doesn't necessarily take out, you know, lash artistry in general. There's still a clientele for that. There's still, uh, you know, the professionalism of that is still uh, protected. But with designer lashes, what's awesome is this is an affordable luxury item. You're expanding your clientele beyond your salon. So if you think about that in a sense of, I know we were going to talk about Instagram, but a lot of times we build our Instagrams and really what is it for, right? Like what is it for? Is it really bringing you in guests into your salon? And I find that when I ask myself that question, not really. Like it it hasn't really brought me in as many guests as it once did before, like back in the good old Instagram days. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> at 25, I love you talking about the good old days. I well, love this. The good old Instagram days were awesome. That's how I built my, you know, built my clientele to begin with was through Instagram. But now I'm finding that, you know, it's a lot harder to build your clientele through Instagram. And so what this is allowing is this is allowing people to build separate clientels, right, from their Instagram. So it's mind-blowing to me the opportunity that it's given our entire industry, really. I love, I love, (laughs) I I love sitting with you and hearing your your brain work. Let's talk about the good old days. Okay. How much (laughs) with Designer Lash, now, I just looked at some figures. I'm not going to talk about the figures. Yeah. I won't talk about them specifically. But I'm saying that based off those figures, you're already in an elite 
scenario as far as business and you're how long in? So this would be month number, number one. <laughs> month number one. Yeah. <laughs> Based off of month number one, you're already in the elite business structure and for a new business, I mean, it is stratosphere and you haven't even got started. Mm-mm. It's the first month. Right. How much have you spent on advertising to be able to make that astronomical first month happen? Zero dollars. Zero dollars. I'm being serious. We, uh, my sister and I created our, you know, our website together. Got it. Um, we created some photos for Instagram and videos, but no, we haven't put any dollars into marketing at all. None. None. <laughs> Nothing. Not one. Speak to the fact of, because I, I talk to uh, kids, a lot of kids, and I say, for me, Instagram is not, and social media is not about gaining a client. It's about building trust and building a brand. Absolutely. And so a lot of times people go after, and I, I said this for the people watching, they do this motion. For the people listening, I'm doing a swiping up motion. Yeah. If a guest finds you in a swiping up motion, what causes them not to leave you for a swiping up motion? Does this make sense? Right. So speak to the fact of you built, you started building a brand and the trust in people. I mean, in the good old days, this was probably <laughs> three years ago. You started doing this, but you were doing it with a strategy with social media as opposed to just looking for followers. Right. I think that's the biggest thing is a lot of times people, when they start their Instagrams, they think of it just of, okay, how many followers can I get? How many followers? It's not about the amount of followers that you have. It's, a, it's about the relationships that you're creating. And I think it's really important to create relationships, not only online, but also, you know, bring those into real life. So I will, I remember when I first started my, you know, building my clientele, I would, you know, reach out to people through Instagram, but I would also go visit them in person if they were nearby, you know, if it was, what, you know, if I was, you know, uh, trying to connect with like a Pilates studio, I would go to that Pilates studio and say, Hey, I connected with you on Instagram. Let's, you know, let's talk, like, let's, you know, have referrals together. Um, but I think that, after all these years, having, you know, built all these relationships, taught all these lash artists in, in real life and, and having built those connections and then maintained them through my Instagram. When we launched this, there was already a lot of trust and a lot of loyalty to me from my following because I have worked so hard to build those relationships with them and maintain them through social media. And, um, so with that, you know, kind of track record, that's why a lot of people felt really comfortable, I think, to invest into the designer lashing uh, just because they know me as a person. And I'm very open on my Instagram. I think that you know that, you know, I'm not afraid to show you what I'm really doing behind the scenes. I'm not afraid to show my at home projects and just be, I think, truly authentic on my Instagram. So and just be myself. Um, and I think that people relate to that. And that's why they were you know, open to trying something different. How tough was that? I mean, obviously, well, I think it's great because your pedigree, meaning like your parents, the things that you're surrounded with, I've watched it over the years and it's, I mean, high level. Like your parents are high level. Your dad is high level. Like, and it's not just high level as far as when we're talking about finances, we're talking about mentality. We're talking about those things. How were you able to deal with though? Because mom and dad are entrepreneurs and go out and solve challenges. Yes. They find a challenge, they solve a challenge. 
you're solving challenges. You're just using modern do, uh, modern day tools and technology. Right. Was there a little bit of pushback on this or understanding? Because when you were being completely open on social media, sometimes to a, a person who didn't grow up with social media, they're like, why are you putting your life out there? Yes. Yeah, definitely. There, there has been, you know, some pushback here and there, um, with my family, but, <laughs> but, uh, overall, they're so excited and super proud of what we've been able to accomplish. Um, you know, in the beginning, they always think I'm talking crazy. They're always like, what are you talking about? Like we, my brain, is, they don't understand sometimes, you know, what, what I'm saying, but after I can show them, you know, with these physical products and, and really just, I'm more about like the show. I don't like to talk about it a lot. I like to just show it. And my dad has always been like, okay, it's, uh, I want you to understand the numbers. So what are the numbers? At the end of the day, he wants to know the numbers, but my mom wants to know the product and like why, and you know, the why behind things. So I think there's different areas that they focus in on, um, which overall together has, you know, been a amazing power couple. Um, but yeah, for me, it's been like, I'm kind of servicing two different areas. And so that it's been awesome though. Cause it makes me think of every single thing I think that I could think of, if that makes sense. <laughs> well, it's been amazing for me because I get a chance to spend time with your pop and yeah. every time that your dad talks about it, he already talks about it as if it's already done. Absolutely. Like, and, and his belief system in you has been so tremendous. So let's go backwards. We start off with, I mean, obviously with designer lashes, it's blowing up. It's only a month in. Yeah. I mean, this is a whole new industry, right? A whole new yeah. industry. We're not talking about, wow, I created a niche. No, no, no. You no. created a whole new industry mm-hmm. and I want that to sit in because back in the good old days, <laughs> three months ago, yeah. these, I mean, you think about guys for a second, I'm sitting across from a 25 year old that just created a new industry, a new industry. And I keep saying a new industry. Let's go back though. Yeah. Let's go back to the mentality. Where did these things start? How did, how were you raised? What were your parents telling you from a very early age? Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, from, from very early on, my dad has always been, you know, my dad and my mom have always been extremely hard workers. Um, but my dad started his business and then my mom ended up joining him. Um, and just seeing how, how awesome it was to, you know, come up with ideas and then see them come to fruition. Like that is that is a crazy experience when my dad would be talking about some random idea he came up with at two in the morning. And then, you know, the next week I would read an article about it, you know, from a, from the, the news and they would be talking about something that my dad created in the medical world and how it was helping so many people. I think that when you're raised around that and just like seeing how they never really might, especially my dad, he doesn't take no for an answer and he does not, he doesn't look at things in black and white. He looks at things as if there's so many options. Like there's not just one way of doing things. And I think that's really honestly where I got, you know, that from him. Um, he used to, you know, back in the day say that I would be like nagging him to do things right. You know, like stop nagging me to do that. But, but I think that now that I'm older, it wasn't me nagging. It was me, you know, really just being like, no, there's another way to do it, which I realized I learned from him. Um, so it's just funny how, how your childhood can really like affect you later too. And, and how it all kind of comes together. But I, I think that my parents just always 
figured it out. You know, like they just figured things out. And that's what I like wanted to do is just figure things out. Probably one of my favorite, (laughs) probably one of my favorite stories is when you were in hair school. Well, you went to hair school. You went to Paul Mitchell school in Costa Mesa, but you went for skin. You went to the aesthetics program. Talk to the, well, let me set this up. Pops comes home. This is a story that he tells me. He comes home. (laughs) There's random people sitting in his foyer, in his house. Mm -hmm. Your door is shut Mm -hmm. to your bedroom. Yes. These random people that he walks in, he doesn't know who they are, Mm -mm. and they don't know who he is. They're waiting for his daughter, who's 18 years old, to come out of this bedroom, and they're grown people. And your dad is like, what is going on in this house? So I just set it up. Explain why random women were sitting in your foyer that your dad doesn't know. You're in the bedroom with somebody else, not a boy. Just yeah. understand. Yeah. You're in, in your bedroom while these random people are in your house and your dad's freaking out. Help us with this situation. Well, one thing you forgot to mention was they were also drinking his champagne. <laughs> Because I serve a luxury experience. Um, <laughs> and you're, hey, and, I, yeah, and mom doesn't mess around with her no. wine and with her champagne. No. Mom, mom is generous. Mom, uh, Julia, you are the most generous. But when it comes to wine, champagne, Julia, she is on that next level. Yeah, she right? knows what she's doing. Um, so so they were sipping champagne? Yeah, of course. You're 18 years old. Okay, let me, let me just remind you that I was going to the Kelly Cardenas Salon since I was four years old. And I was... Would see that they would serve champagne to my mom, and I would get you know like a little I don't know apple juice or something. But there was always a drink, and I I always noticed that, and I was like, you know what? Even if I'm working from home, I'm gonna be serving the luxury experience. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I started doing lashes from my house. Yes, um, when I was 18, uh, I had just turned 18. I learned lashes actually when I was freshly 17. 18. Freshly 18. Okay. So um, I I set up a massage table at the end of my bed. Most people have like a nice little bench at the end of their bed. I had a massage table there with my little light. And I just, you know, I was like, I'm going to do lashes from here while I'm in aesthetic school and just see if I can make some money while I'm in school. So I started my Instagram. Okay. And um, good old days. Good old days when it was in chronological order was so nice. Before Um, algorithms. Before algorithms. And uh, yeah, and so I would post my before and afters, and I was actually the first person in my city to do lash extensions. So in Aliso Viejo, we didn't have, you know, a bunch of lash artists. It wasn't wasn't how it is today. I know it seems like the the good old old days. Yeah, seven years ago. Yeah, but I mean, really, the industry has blown up since then, and and it was so new at that time. And so I was the first person doing them, and I, you know, I just I started doing. You were the first person in Aliso Viejo Mm -hmm. doing lashes. Yeah, yeah. So you understand that we're speaking with royalty here, guys. You're listening right now. She's serving champagne at 18 years old. Ain't even old enough to drink yeah. it, but she's serving it out of her house. And she's the first in all of Elisa Viejo. Yes. 
Okay. So, so I'm, you know, taking my clients okay. in my bedroom. Okay. And uh, if a client was early or if I was running a little bit behind, then I would just have them wait in my living room, basically, in our front living room. And I would offer them a beverage while I was finishing up. So, yeah, we had random people in the house all the time, but they were they were family to me. They were guests, you know, of mine. So, <laughs> and my dad would come home and he would just go like straight up to his bedroom and close the door because he's like, I don't know what my daughter's doing. <laughs> so let's talk can we talk figures on this one yeah are we allowed to yeah okay so while you're in school yeah while you're in school mm-hmm. what type of money are you making while you're serving <laughs> champagne having your dad go up to his room without being able to enjoy his house yeah and having random people come to your house that now are family to you yeah um, so I was averaging about $800 a week. Um, and that was just with me doing lashes after school. So I would be working from five. I would take a client at 5 PM cause we would have school till four 30 and I'd rush home. So I'd have my first client at five and sometimes I'd be doing lashes until almost midnight. Um, and my clients were okay with that. So that was good. And you were making $800 a week. Yeah. So guys, do quick math. It's over $40,000 a year. Mm-hmm. You were making more than most of the instructors that were showing you how to do lashes. Yes. How did that make <laughs> you feel when you went into school? Not that you should feel bad about it, but did it, did it unlock something for you when you were, while you were in school of seeing the potential? Absolutely. The potential was like, I, and I didn't really know, I didn't know that if that was even a good amount to be making, I, I thought it was for myself. I was stoked, but I didn't I remember know. when you told me, yeah. I told you it was a lot of money. Yeah. And I remember being like, I don't know if, cause I hadn't really, I was freshly 18, as I said, and I didn't know I was just stoked to be making anything. So, um, I had, you know, I had previously worked at a, a shoe store and so I was making like, I think like, 350 or less uh, than that per week. So uh, it was a lot to me and I was really excited about it. And I didn't know what my instructors were making at Paul Mitchell, but I was just excited to see the potential of like, I can't believe I'm making this much with working not even a full-time schedule at that point. Right. Cause I had, yeah, I was doing it after school. So um, so yeah, once I graduated, which the aesthetics program is a lot shorter than cosmetology. I know for cosmetology, you have to go for like two years, right? 1600 hours. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So for aesthetics, I think it's like 450 hours. It's, it's not it's like eight weeks. Yeah. So or 10 weeks, 10 weeks. Yeah. 10, 11 weeks. Yeah. 10, 11 weeks. And so, um, so yeah. for a 10 or 11 week in, uh, in like halfway in, yeah. You're already making $40,000 a year out your house. Yeah. I could tell you this in the professional beauty industry, the national average, you know what it is? Mm. $27,000 a year. Okay. Yeah. That's for a hairdresser. Yeah. Full blown 1600 hours going yeah. at it, doing the nine. I yeah. mean, $27,000 a year. You, you, while you were in school for 11 and a half weeks were, was already exceeding. Right. Yeah. I mean, you were exceeding that almost by, I mean, 30, 40%. Right. So what's the difference between you and the girl who was working next to you in school? Because I know a lot of people who went to, to, uh, aesthetic school. I know a lot of kids who went to trade school. I know a lot of kids that did these things and you have a Brittany Hamilton strong sitting next to you. Brittany Hamilton goes to the stratosphere and you haven't even started. Like you're 25 years old. You just created a new industry a month ago. 
Right. Based off of your numbers, like I said, let me reiterate this. Based off of your numbers, you're already in an elite business group in the first month. What's the difference between Susie, who's going to, uh, you know, I want to do some lashes or I want to do some makeup, and she's right next to you because there was a lot of those girls, and there's a lot of those girls that aren't doing this right now. What's the difference? I think the difference is, you know, just the drive and the motivation to always understand your numbers and actually love what you do, right? Like there was a lot of people that I went to school with that were, you know, maybe doing waxing or facials or, you know, and not specializing in anything really. Um, and I feel like with lashes, it was just one of those things that really, I, I always say like lashes chose me. Like I, the first time I did it, I remember I did the worst set of my life now looking back, but I remember in that moment being like, I see the potential in this. I just, like enhanced this person's eye area so much. And, and she is looking at herself in the mirror. Like I've never seen someone look at themselves, you know, and just the confidence level that it gave that guest that I worked on. I was like, I'm going to take this industry by storm. I love lashes. Like it just chose me. And so when, when you fall in love with something that you're doing there, it's, you're unstoppable. Right. And I feel like sometimes people go to school and they're kind of like waiting for that moment. But it's sometimes you just have to push yourself to figure out what you actually love, what you're actually going to be good at, what you're actually going to like strive and what's going to make you wake up in the morning and be excited to work. And I think that is like lashes did that for me. So that's why I don't know. That's the difference. I feel like it's just finding your purpose. So how I mean, for you. Again, we talk about pedigree. I go back to pedigree. Being around, you know, being around things, being exposed to things. Right. Okay. What do, what do you say to the person who's not exposed to those type of things? How can they expose themselves? How can they level up? Because a lot of this that I'm hearing has to do with your attitude. You don't like to hear no. Well, you come from a dad who doesn't like to hear no. Right. You come from a dad who I, I mean, probably one of my favorite people. Same. <laughs> and getting to hang out with him, like you get five minutes of David's time. I'm going to get him here too. Yeah. You guys are all our listeners. You're going to hear him. Yeah. And this guy's on another level. He'll look around the room and be like, oh, wow, that wallpaper. Um, you should, you know, think about a whole different industry. <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> so how does a person, you know, when I, when I say the pedigree, I, all I, I hear a different attitude in you. Right. Right. How does a person work that attitude or is it just innately you either have it or you don't no I think you definitely can have it it's just it's mindset it's working on your mindset of of figuring out um how to train yourself basically to think that way like I always think about um you know I get to versus I have to it's kind of like this thing I live by um so instead of saying like I have to go to the gym or I have to go to work or I have to do this I tra I retrained my brain and retrained my mentality to think of those things as I get to so I get to take care of my body and go to the gym I get to you know yeah feed myself and I get to do these things I get to go to work and work around beautiful people and make them feel good about themselves if you think and you retrain your brain to think in a positive way versus a negative way it takes work because naturally negativity 
is always probably the way that you'll naturally think, right? Like people tend to, it's easier. You don't have to think about being negative, but you actually have to think about being positive. You have to think about being a positive person and training your brain that way. And so I feel like it just takes, it takes work and it takes dedication to be able to, you know, train yourself to be, to have certain mindsets, mindsets. But, uh, once you do, then it, then that becomes natural to you too. So what are the things that like, we talked about millennials, right? And I, right. I said that a lot of times people group millennials. Oh, millennials are lazy. Oh, millennials are um, uh, entitled. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it at all. Mm-mm. I believe that, again, I don't believe, I, I believe with, with millennials, you're not willing to do stupid, laborious things that mean absolutely nothing. You want to cut away the fat and move towards those things. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like millennials are, yeah, they are grouped into that. And I feel like it's sad because actually I feel like millennials work at a really high, like fast rate. And they're always thinking about the next thing. I think a lot of times people are stuck in the present and millennials are more so thinking about like what's next, what's next. And it can, sometimes they need to slow down even a little bit too, right? Everyone needs to, you know, find their own pace. But I do think that millennials are given a bad rep when really a lot of times they're just working fast, you know, their brains are like, boom, boom, boom. What's next? What's next? So yeah. And they're jumping on it. I think a lot of times, I mean, you know, people are trying to, um, do you find that sometimes people are trying to almost hold you into their own reality? Yes. Yes. That can happen. I feel like a lot, especially when you are young and you're trying to, you know, do things on a level that maybe other people would view as out of your reach. I think that a lot of times, you know, if you're saying you're 25 years old and you're trying to create a new industry, people look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, that there has been pushback in that sense. But once you can prove yourself, then it's like, all right, she's cool. Well, I think this is great because you have all those, you have the creative side, you have the, the fun side. If you get a chance to be able to watch her TikTok, we didn't talk about TikTok. Your TikTok is what, what is the name? What's your name? Brittany Strong or, you know, Brittany Strong's mine, but then my salons is SoCalBeauty. And I remember when we first started talking about TikTok, when it first started coming around and it was like, oh, you were giving me little ideas, you know, put your hand in and then, you know, like uh, have yeah. the hair not done, put your hand in, pull it out and you know, all these things, which I think was tremendous. I mean, it was, it was amazing to be able to watch you grow. What things are inspiring you? Are you reading as a millennial? Do you read, do you read like paper books? Do you do, you, or do you read digitally? I like to do more so like audio books. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not so much of a, of a reader. I like to listen to things. I'm, I work really, really good when I can hear things out loud. So what uh, are some of the things that inspire you? Like when you're looking around, cause you're having to draw inspiration and, and you were saying like working that muscle choosing yeah. like that it's happening uh, you know, that I get to do things. It's yeah. happening for you, not not to you. Right. What things are you feeding your brain with that continues to inspire you? Yeah, you know, I, I pull a lot of inspiration lately from TikTok. I know that's crazy. No, but, I don't think it's crazy But I at do all. pull a lot of inspiration from it because TikTok is a lot of that next lower generation, right? Like uh Generation X, yeah. I don't, no, or, I think that was before. I can't remember what I they're called. I can't remember what they're called. We're going to get mad at them for not working <laughs> yeah. hard and not like bailing hay and yeah. things like that, which is silly. Exactly. But, 
Yeah, but so I'm pulling inspiration from them because they're thinking a different way than we think or, you know, people ahead of me were thinking. So I am pulling inspo from them because they're operating on a whole other level too. And I noticed that with TikTok, as we're talking about with millennials, they're working so fast, like this next generation is working even 10 times faster. And so I'm pulling inspiration from them. Uh, a lot of what I do, I like to, uh, you know, on on Instagram or on on our websites, I like to put out great content of like our and brand really well. And I'm pulling a ton of that branding inspiration from TikTok um, and seeing just how people are operating. And, and, and I, what I love about TikTok right now is just the, the realistic and relatableness that it's given everyone basically, you know, it's not so on, on Instagram, it's so professional now, you know, it didn't used to be that way. And when you put out content, it's like, it has to be a specific way. It has to be posted a specific time. The algorithm is going to mess everything up. And there's, you know, a million different things you have to think about when you're posting on Instagram while on TikTok, it's so new. And it's like, it's at that fresh stage of what I remember Instagram being like when it was in the beginning and it's fun and it's creative and there's tons of people on it that are, are like-minded and, and really creative and I'm pulling inspiration from them. But yeah, I, I, I'm loving seeing everyone on it. I love it. So I want you to break this down too, as far as, uh, you know, uh, everything within, because inside the box, like uh, what, if you're listening, I've got the box sitting right in front of me. I've got Roxy sitting right in front of me, yeah. which is the first magnetic, uh, basically like a, a mannequin or doll head on how to be able to, uh, you know, put the lashes together. But inside the box, number one, everything's in there, but it's very simple. Mm-hmm. You've got all the instructions on the interior. Right. And literally, like, the lash artist will get it, perform the service on the mannequin mm-hmm. like it was their guest, mm-hmm. customize them, mm-hmm. pack them back up, and ship them to the guest. Absolutely. Whole new industry. Yes. I'm going to say this over <laughs> and over and over again. The good old days. <laughs> Back when she was 18, she's 25 now. At 25 years old, she just created a brand new industry, guys, for the whole, not just Aliso Viejo, Mm-mm. not just for Southern California. What is this industry for? So this is a worldwide industry. Um, we actually have lash artists that are purchasing these from the UK, from Canada, from Hong Kong. Um, we've had an immense amount of lash artists that are so excited to be performing this new service and they're from all over the place. And what I love too, is that even with my own salon, we're obviously performing this service for our guests and we have had so many new guests come in. So we've had guests all the way from Canada that, you know, book our virtual appointments with us and we're sending these out to them and they're wearing our lashes. So it's crazy. Um, I'm sending out even this afternoon a guest in New York now. Um, and it's just, it's crazy that, you know, our work doesn't have to be just in our salon anymore. You can wear your favorite lash artist lashes from anywhere. So the days of Instagram being like you're going and looking for a local lash artist and their work, those are kind of over now with this. You can look at their work and say, Hey, I want this lash artist. Even if she's in, you know, Las Vegas, I want I want her work on my eyes and you can book that appointment with anyone that's carrying designer lashes. So with designer lashes too, what I love about Brittany is number one, I mean, the class level is like here, like when, since I've known you, you're at the class level, even at, at four years old, when I first met you, 
class level, but you're willing to do whatever it takes. Where were you putting these boxes together oh, in when my you started off? Well, okay. Um, still to this still, day. Okay, still to this day. Because <laughs> you called me, like, we were supposed to yeah. do a podcast last week. Yeah. And you were like, oh, by the way, I'm going to be up in my... Garage. <laughs> Got it. I was going to say it, but she said it. Up in your garage, yeah. doing what? Packaging and shipping out all of these kits. <laughs> So yeah, thank you again. But yeah, uh, we basically, my salon is, is really, you know, small. And right now with us being closed, it's just there, it's not a great center to fulfill, uh, any of these orders. So yeah, me, my husband and my sister and our team members at the salon, we have all worked together in my (laughs) garage to package these orders, um, make sure that they're all, you know, correct and we get them out to everyone from from home well it's amazing because you created a solution that wasn't only for yourself like i said earlier that it wasn't just about lining your pockets it was about taking care of the people that were in and now your lash artists who used to see guests every single day now shut down are becoming what lash lash designers lash designers and they're going to be salespeople. Oh, yes, absolutely. For yeah. designer, lashes. designer lashes. And they're going to be selling to Aliso Viejo? No. Worldwide. Worldwide. <laughs> is this a new industry or is this an existing industry? No. This is a brand new industry. <laughs> a girl who's 25 years old solved a challenge, right? You found, like, you, you walked through hell. Mm-hmm. You walked through hell. My business is shut down. What am I going to do? Yeah. And then you said, as opposed to residing in hell, Mm-hmm. I'm going to find heaven and then I'm going to provide it. Like I'm going to provide a way for every person that's in that hell to experience the heaven. Yeah. A way out. That's, that was my number one priority was actually had nothing to do with myself. Um, my priority was my team. Literally, I could not sleep at night. The first, the first like three months I couldn't sleep because I, you know, the, with everything that's been going on and just the different options that were available to us through the government, there wasn't a a necessarily like a good end in sight. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, just that was my main focus was how do I take care of my team and other lash artists? Because I know that if my team's going through this, other lash artists are going through this too. Other salon owners are going through this. So this was, this was created out of, you know, pure love for our entire industry, not just my own team, but for everyone. So what, what do you say? It's, okay. So what about a place that's not closed down? How can, how can designer lash, like if I own a lash business in Connecticut, right? Okay. I'm saying I've got 15 people. We're working, we're doing our thing. How can designer lash solve a challenge? Cause I don't feel if my place is open, I got 10 people, I don't feel that I'm in that hell that you're talking about. Yeah, and that's and that's true. Not everyone is in that hell anymore. Um, but designer lashes are an entirely new service that you can add to your to your menu. Um, and it can, you know, there's so many different things that it can do. But I know from owning a salon that there's always going to be gaps in schedules, no matter what, right? You've got gaps in your schedules, and why not fill those gaps? 
right? Why not fill those with designer lashes, take a virtual appointment and never have your, your team members just sitting around or waiting for the next guest to come in. Now you have an option to fill your own gaps. Now you have options too for, uh, for people who are going on like maternity leave. Sometimes people who are going on maternity leave still want to work. So now they have options to work from home. There's so many different, (laughs) am I blowing your mind? (laughs) Yeah, I love it. There's so many different options. I feel like, um, with this, that, that just gives you as the employer, you're providing now something next level for your team. It's a next step in their career. It's not, you know, they, they can be a lash artist, but this is, you're going to a lash designer now. This is the next level. So, yeah. So you said that well, in your in your brain, you're always constantly thinking about that next. Yeah. Like you're thinking about the next, like how can I evolve it? How can I do this? Mm-hmm. You're a month in. So the good old days a month ago, <laughs> um, <laughs> you were coming up with these things. We were packaging. We were going. Right. A month ago, you started shipping. Am I correct? Right. Okay. So a month ago, you started shipping. Knowing Brittany, which I do and I have for a long time. <laughs> yeah. What's next? There's a lot to come. <laughs> I've been thinking about it forever. Are you um, already working on the next? Yeah, yeah you mm-hmm. are. Can yeah. you talk about it? Um, kind of. Kind I mean, of. yeah. There's secrets, though. There's secrets. There's secrets. Yeah. You don't but, have to tell the secrets. Yeah, but there is definitely a lot to come, uh, not only with with improving uh, certain aspects of the of the product, but also um, with new products that are coming. Mm. Um, so there's new things that are going to be added to the line that's really exciting that will enhance the experience of getting designer lashes. Um, and then also for the actual artist, um, there's more to come with education. We do have an online module for designer lashing, so you can get certified through our online module um, and be certified in designer lashing. And we're only going to be adding more education from here on out with that as well so there's a lot of new exciting things coming and yeah I think that's all I can say for now okay well I'm I'm gonna keep prying her I'm gonna keep like I'm gonna be like yo we need uh, part two you know the second episode so I'm just gonna keep drawing secrets out because guys when we get done I actually get the secrets so you won't get the secrets I get the secrets I'm family Uh, I'm a a Hamilton by uh, (laughs) by force is what it is so when you're going through these things, okay, it's, it's inevitable that it's going to be successful, okay? You've already known this. And I've, since I've known you, it's inevitable that the success is going to happen. It's inevitable. Like when we've had conversation, you never asked me, is this thing going to work? You were like, well, when? When is it going to work? What have you prepared or what things have you put in play for the explosion that's going to happen? And how are you preparing yourself for that? Because most people don't get prepared for their success. They get prepared just in case it goes wrong. Mm -hmm. But in Brittany's world, and I've been a partner of Brittany's (laughs) world, you've got to get ready for that next level. What things are you preparing? Let's, Let's talk about the top five things that you're getting prepared because people start a business. And my wife told me this. Most, um, and I think I told you this, most entrepreneurs don't die of starvation of not enough opportunity. But a lot of them die of indigestion of trying to eat too much. Right. I love that. So what would be the top five things that you're, because I know your dad's brain too, and Mm -hmm. your dad is already like, you know, your dad is, 
20 years ahead of this thing (laughs) and already thinking, okay, bang, 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 I'm putting these things in play. What is Brittany putting in play right now? What's the top five? Number one thing, I would want to hire my dad. <laughs> um, oh, good God. I, we would all like to hire yeah, your dad. we would all like to hire him. Uh, I mean, you're like, seriously, you yeah. got David Hamilton on the... David Hamilton is the best salesperson in the world without yeah. selling anything. Like, exactly. Seriously. He, will, he is the master of it. He is the master of it. Yeah. One time, I cut his hair. <laughs> we got to talking. We were having so much fun. Whatever it is, he leaves. I have no idea. He comes back six weeks later. He walks in. One of his sideburns is up to the top of his ear oh boy one of his sideburns is down at almost the jawline below his other ear and i looked at him and i was like dave what's up with your sideburns yeah and he said oh kelly remember the last time when i came in six weeks ago i went out to valet got in my car i looked at my sideburns and they were cut just like this and i thought because you're on the cutting edge (laughs) I thought this was the newest, hottest thing. So I went to work the next day and someone said, Dave, what's up with your sideburns? And he said, oh, it's my stylist. His name is Kelly. He's always doing nice, uh, you know, different things. And the people at work said, oh man, that's pretty cool. And then he, for six weeks, shaved one (laughs) sideburn all the way up to the top of his ear, other one down to the bottom of his ear, and he rocked it and people thought it was cool. That's how good of a salesman that dude is. It's true. I almost didn't have the heart to tell him that I just forgot to cut his sideburn <laughs> off on the other side. I was going to be like, yeah, Dave, that's how I do it. But I had to tell him like, yeah, yeah this is it. <laughs> no. Yeah. He's, he's like that. He, and he, he has taught me so many things when it comes to, to selling without selling. And, and really it just comes to, comes to educating people, right? The, a lot of sales is just, it's not really, it's not sales. It's about educating people on something you're passionate about. And within that, when you talk, they'll feel that passion and that's when the sale comes through. But speaking of sales, that would be a number one priority of mine moving forward is building our sales team. Building the sales team. That's the number one. And that's number one, um, which they, they actually, we have, um, the girls at my salon are starting tomorrow. Got it. (laughs) So since our salon is closed, we've transferred their positions into being sales. Um, and then from there, I feel that I need a, some sort of assistant at this, at this time. Um, just because I'm operating so many different areas that I kind of need help just balancing out certain things. Got it. If you want to be Brittany's assistant, you need to uh, hook up with Brittany, get with her on, on Instagram. You need to find her seriously. Like this woman will blow your mind, a brand new industry. She needs an assistant. Those of you listening, seriously, quit your job and move to Lisa Viejo. Uh, go ahead. So a sales team assistant, what would be number three? Um, number three would be a location. So I think, um, as we're moving forward, we have so much inventory coming in, um, that I don't know if we're going to be able to utilize our garage forever. These are called first world problems. Everybody. No, they're not first world <laughs> problems I or mean, hey. orange County problems. I've got so much coming in, so much product coming in and so many orders <laughs> that I've got to find a new place. I love these challenges. I'm not giving you a hard time. I am giving you a hard time on this, but location. <laughs> Location would be something. Um, and then uh, I think uh, next would be, and this is, is this our fifth? I think it is, right? This is four. Oh, four. You said hire your dad was first. <laughs> oh, hire my dad. No. Well, hire your dad is everybody's number one. <laughs> number like David, David right, Ham- that doesn't hey, count. David okay. Hamilton on the spot. I mean, seriously. <laughs> and then I think fourth would be to expand the line. So that would be different products that are coming in, which we're working on, um, but even expanding it further past what we have coming. Got it. And um, 
and then education. So I believe, you know, education is going to look a lot different um, after this pandemic and evolving with that. Um, you know, we have created our online module, but I think there's going to be a lot more ways to provide excellent education. Um, and, and I'm excited to do that as we continue. How are you preparing yourself financially? Because I think a lot of times, again, like, you know, young, like young, you've been smart with finances as long as I've known you. What structures are you putting in place to absorb or to manage the type of finances that you're going to run into? Because this is the conversation I had with a lady. I, I started, uh, uh, I started working with a, um, a company and they asked me about accounting and they said, well, I'm just going to do it on my own. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, when you get to a million dollar business, but let me break this down real quick. Million dollar business is not that big of a deal. Million dollar business, nothing more than $4,000 a day. $4,000 a day, five days a week, 20,000, 20,000 times, 50 weeks in a year with two weeks off as a million dollar business. It's not that hard. Right. Okay. Well, it's hard. In, simple. Yeah, it's yeah. simple. Simple math. Okay. But it's simple math. <laughs> yeah. But I said, once you get to a million dollar business, it's going to be a full-time job to do the accounting on Absolutely. a million dollar business. Yes. But where her mind was is, oh, well, I can save two, three, four hundred $400 a month right now but she wasn't looking at where it was going to grow. Right. And most people impede their growth because they don't set structures in place for where they're going. They put it in place for where they're at. Absolutely. What kind of things have you put in play financially structures? I'm not talking about the like stacking away or saving money or whatever it is. What are those things? Because you just created a new industry. Like right. when I'm saying that and you're like, Oh, you're looking at me like I have five heads. I'm saying I'm sitting <laughs> no, with yeah. a 25 year old who just created a brand new industry that is going to affect every single lash artist in the world, not in the United States. Right. Yeah. So when it comes to accounting, that's definitely that should have been on our priority list. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is definitely something that I think we will need a a, a definite team for. Okay. Um, and with us being one month in, <laughs> I haven't set that into play quite yet, but it definitely needs to be something that we, we put into play right away. Okay. Yeah. What would be number two? Um, because it'd be, again, we're in the, we're in the exciting stage, right? We're in the, like, and I can tell you this, it's a foregone conclusion. Like, you just started. You just started a brand new industry. In five years, we're going to sit at this table and we're going to be talking about holy, bejeebs. This whole industry was created by this young lady in Aliso that was doing lashes in her bedroom, right? And her dad was freaking out because she's <laughs> serving champagne and strangers up in the house. Yeah. What do you want, like? Literally, and we're, and we're not uh, like we're not talking about, you know, if it's going to be seven figures. This is going to be eight, nine figures, ten. What are you thinking about now at twenty five? That because there's some people again that get to a certain point and they don't have the the foundation for it, right? But I know that you will. And I know that you keep growing in it. What are some of the other things that you're, that you're saying? Like, 
you know, it's, it's cool because your mentality is not like, holy crap, is this thing going to work? Am I correct on this? Right. And that's yeah. not coming from a, a standpoint of you being like, oh, I'm Brittany. I make everything work. <laughs> no. <laughs> but is there any question in your mind that designer lashes is gonna, just revolutionized everything? Is there any question? No. 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 Is there any question that this designer lash is designer lashes are going to be all over the world? No. No. Is there any uh, even question in your mind that every single lash salon in the country and in the world could double, if not triple their business if they simply reached out to designer lash and SoCal Beauty Pro? No, yeah, absolutely. They can do that. Absolutely. So what else would you say you're putting in play? Like, what do you, how, how are you structuring yourself as far as like, I mean, because you're blowing and going. Yeah, I think that right now a lot of the um a lot of the focus has been on perfecting the product and all of that and that is where our focus is shifting right now is is moving into that next phase of like we need to we didn't know that this was going to be something that <laughs> was going to be a whole new industry. We didn't know when I was doing this um or you know creating this product, I wasn't thinking in the moment like oh, this is going to be something that's completely new and is going to change the lash industry forever. I actually wasn't thinking that when I first started this. I really was just trying to figure out a way for my salon and lash artists to bring in income during COVID-19. However, as it's evolved, it's really obviously become something that is much bigger than that. There's a lot more potential to it than I even realized in in making it that it would become. So um, because of the extreme growth within just this first month, that's, uh, that's been like, okay, we've, we actually have something here. We are moving into, you know, adding this into our industry and, and now it's time to get serious about all the other aspects of, you know, accounting and, and it, all of the, all the above. So, um, those are things that I'm working on right now, but they're, they're not as, as put together yet as I would like them to be, but stay tuned because Brittany works quick. Well, and I think I think it's amazing be, too because the the vulnerability in that part of it and being able to talk about it like literally you just created a whole brand new industry in your garage. Yeah, like a exactly. brand new industry. Yeah. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. Yeah. And I think you might be in good hands with uh, Mr. David Hamilton and Miss Julia Hamilton. Yeah, um, because they know a little bit about yeah. those aspects that you were talking about. Um, I see it in the future. I mean, honestly, like mom and pop. You know, joining forces. That's what I'm saying. That's what I would That's love. That's what I'm saying. I would love. I keep telling them, is is medical f- as fun as beauty? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay, so we get we get on an elevator. Yeah. We've got seven floors. <clears throat> Change my life with designer lashes. From a lash artist standpoint, or from a just just you would wear them. Okay, so we're gonna do both of them. So we're going to do first one is going to be me wearing them and we get on, we're floor one and we're going up and you know, you only got seven to be able to sell me on this thing. Go. Okay. So designer lashes are a revolutionary new product that you can actually um, have an appointment with a lash artist virtually, and they are going to be able to customize a customizable magnetic strip for your own lashes, we're going to tailor the style and the shape to not only 
uh, completely complement your <laughs> eye shape and face shape, but also with your style preferences. So I would have a consultation with you and we would figure out all of those fine details. And I would actually customize a, a strip of lashes for you and uh, completely tailor them for you and send them to you directly to your door, hands-free because, you know... COVID-19. <laughs> how often do I, how often do I reorder and do they come to my house? Yes. So we recommend reordering once a month. So getting a brand new strip once a month. And if you would like extra styles, we can create multiple uh, styles for you. So if you want something a little bit more fun and flirty for after work and you want more of an everyday look, we can do multiple different styles for you, send them directly to your door. And then we would like to get you on a subscription where you would actually get them once a month uh, because you will get 30 to 50 uses out of them. So it's really important to get a whole new kit once a month and that way uh, you always have fresh full lashes it was great spending time with you on the elevator <laughs> so now 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 i'm a lash artist okay i'm a lash artist <laughs> i get on the elevator and mind you you're just about to tell me something that in my head right off the bat and in my heart is going to be like you're trying to replace me yeah. You're trying to yes. replace me. Yes. You're trying to put a robot in place. Okay. So you got seven floors. You got a brand new industry. I'm a lash artist or a salon owner. Let's go lash artist. We're going to do three of them today. Let's go lash oh artist. You got seven floors. Get them, Brittany. Okay. So, um, so lash artistry has completely changed after the COVID-19 pandemic. And what we found is that we created designer lashes. And at first we thought it was going to be something that was just for the pandemic. It's not. This is a completely new service for our industry that does not actually replace lash artists. It preserves lash artistry and brings the professionals to strip lashes. So we are, I'm introducing you to our kit, our designer kit. Um, this kit will be sent to you in a plastic liner. You will open this kit. You're going to take out this, sorry, you're going to take out this uh, uh, set of lashes and you'll utilize your doll head Roxy to place your strip lashes on. And you're going to be able to sell these to your clients. You're going to completely customize them for their shape, uh, for their face shape, eye shape, and style preference. And you're going to be able to completely customize them for each guest. This opens up and expands your clientele far past your salon. So you are not limited within your city or your salon now you're opening up yourself worldwide to be able to provide lashes to guests all over and so you can order these on socalpro.com i'm in <laughs> salon owner salon owner gets on okay yes he's only got three floors okay salon owner comes on and says so kind of same spiel in the beginning, okay. but uh, the difference would be that I would bring in that this is something that you can offer to your team as the next level in lash artistry. You're, you're taking your team from lash artists to lash designers. This is a brand new uh, service in the industry. This is something that you're going to be able to be able to provide um, for your, not only your in-store guests, but you're going to expand your salon's clientele far past your salon. Um, and you'll be able to fill in, you know, different gap schedules for your team. Your team will be able to bring in more income um, and you'll be able to utilize your social medias for, uh, for not only bringing in in-store guests, but for bringing in online guests. 
So you were talking about TikTok. 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 <laughs> what does Brittany already see is that next thing that's coming that people don't see. You were talking about TikTok before people were using TikTok. I remember it in the salon. Yeah. <laughs> what are you already seeing? Uh, because there's not just young kids on TikTok now. Now right. people are grabbing it. Right. I'm not saying that it's not the good old days because it's still the Wild West on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. But you're starting to see some people on TikTok that you're like. Yes. And I'm loving that about TikTok. I remember getting our first uh, order from a TikTok follower and I was like, yes, we've made it. <laughs> and now it's kind of more of a weekly thing. We're getting, you know, a lot more TikTok uh, followers being able to, you know, purchase not only our lashes, but also, you know, other artists we're connecting with on TikTok too. So I, I see that TikTok is going to be a huge, I feel like a very huge, um, almost as I think it's going to be bigger than Instagram, honestly. Um, and so if you're not on it, I feel like you got to ride the wave, like get on while everyone's on it, because if you miss the wave, then you're not going to understand it as much, right? Like it's, it's important to start it from the beginning. Um, I think TikTok is, is where it's going. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think that what I love so far about TikTok is it is, as I said before, the kind of relatability that you're able to put out there a little bit more of your funny, sassy side and not so serious. And I think that in business, that's a lot more fun to be a part of too, is on TikTok, being able to really kind of show that nitty gritty, show the behind the scenes, show what you're doing and, and, uh, and add your personality into it a little bit more than you do on your Instagram. And I think that's where it's headed is, is that kind of more realistic, relatable content. Well, the whole podcast, I, I started it because I wanted to be an inspiration to my children. Right. So you know them. You've seen them since they were yeah, little titty bitty. <laughs> McKenna Maddox. Yeah. McKenna's 11. She's at uh, cooking camp today. Maddox, oh. I don't know. He's playing somewhere playing Fortnite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get him a Twitch account. I yeah. want him to be a Twitcher, like I think, because he's so good at it. Yeah. Um, but the reason why I did is I wanted to humanize iconic people like yourself, the people that are doing things that are on such a crazy level that they see that Auntie Brittany is not, not to say you're not different because you are, but you're no, not, but you're not a, you're, you're a human being human. Yeah. who happens to have a phenomenal attitude and has a great work ethic. So if you could speak to them, you can say both their names. That's, that's the most fun part of it. But to Maddox and McKenna, what message would you send to them? Well, I love them already so much. I can't believe how big they are. Uh, but I would say that... Can you say their names to them? Because it personalizes uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Maddox and McKenna. <laughs> Maddox and McKenna, I want you to do what you're passionate about. And it doesn't always have to, you know, follow in line with your parents. I didn't get into medical, you know, but I still followed my passions and, and utilized the uh, work ethics that I grew up around and my parents' mentality, seeing how their work ethic was and 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 I really utilized that to to create uh you know what I've created over the years and I feel like if you're passionate about something and you love something go for it and don't hold back and always remember where you come from wow 
Well, I thank you so much. Uh, guys, uh, a brand new industry, SoCalBeauty.com. You need to check this out at SoCalBeauty underscore. Um, TikTok is SoCalBeauty. Yeah. Okay. Um, you need to be able to check this out because honestly, with designer lashes and with our mo- beautiful model, Roxy, <laughs> changing the industry. I mean, not changing the industry, but you just created a new one, like a brand new. I mean, this was the probably the best pivot that I've seen since COVID hit. And I've got a chance to be around some phenomenal thought leaders. I've got a chance to be around some great people that are talking about different mentalities and how they're going to adapt and all these things. And as opposed to adapting, you basically created a whole situation based around what you wanted and what you're passionate about. As we finish today, any message that you want to send to the listeners? Uh, I would just like to say thank you so much for listening. First of all, I know I'm a 25 year old crazy girl, but thank you for listening. And, um, you know, please reach out if you, if you have any questions or, or anything like that. But, uh, I hope that you guys all follow your, follow your passions, uh, stay driven and, and don't, uh, ever think that there's only one way to do things. Always, always think bigger, think outside of the box and work Smarter, not harder. So now's the time where you're going to click all the links. We thank you so much for, uh, for listening. You're going to click the links. You're going to put the likes. You're going to do the comments. Um, and then you're going to patronize all of our sponsors, <laughs> too, that we talked about. This is the sh- shameless part of promotion. SoCalBeauty.com. If you are a consumer you need to check it out. If you're a lash artist, you need to check it out. If you're a a lash salon owner, you need to check it out. If you're not in the lash business... Get in it. (laughs) And you you want to jump to a whole different level... You need to reach out to SoCalBeauty.com, a brand new industry. This is a first on the Kelly Cardenas podcast. We actually previewed a brand new industry. You heard it here first. Thank you so much for being on. You're officially off the hot seat. Thank you so much.